we are the sum of our experiences, right? Good, bad, or indifferent. And the message in this new realm that I'd like to get into with the keynote speaking is the sum of those experiences. Welcome to Change Your Mindset Podcast, formerly known as Improv is No Joke, where it's all about believing that strong communication skills are the best way in delivering your technical accounting knowledge and growing your business. An effective way of building stronger communication skills is by embracing the principles of applied improvisation. Your host is Peter Margarita, CPA, a.k.a. The Accidental Accountant, and he will interview financial professionals and business leaders to find their secret in building stronger relationships with their clients, customers, associates, and peers, all the while growing their businesses. So let's start the show. We are the sum of our experiences. Really struck me when my guest Dino Tripodis uttered those words in our interview. As I'm sneaking up on 60 years old, I've stopped many times since this interview and thought about those past experiences and how they affect my thoughts and actions today. For example, my father was a very punctual man and being late was never tolerated. Well, of course, I hate being late and I don't like it when other people are late. Now, where I differ from my father is that I understand other factors could cause me or other people to be late. So I harbored no resentment when my bride was 20 minutes late walking down the aisle at our wedding. She said she was on Greek time. Who am I to argue? But I digress. We are the sum of our experiences, and our response to those experiences can make us either successful or continually bringing us down and blaming others for our faults. Dino's response to his past experiences have made him widely successful, and let me share with you some of his successes. 24 years as the morning co-host on WSNY 94.7 FM, nicknamed Sunny 95 in Columbus, Ohio. Dino is also a headlining comedian, podcaster, actor, producer, writer, published author, professional speaker, and philanthropist. His podcast, Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it's one with whiskey, is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to and to watch on YouTube. I've seen Dino doing his stand-up, and he is a very, very funny guy, and you'll hear that throughout this interview. Dino is the co-writer, co-producer, and actor in a 2017 movie, The Street Where We Live which can be found on Amazon Prime and has a rating of 8.5 out of 10. Prior to the interview, I hadn't watched the movie, and I promised him that I would, and I did. The movie's about a single woman with two teenage children who struggles to hold her family together in the aftermath of a national financial disaster. After watching this movie, I sent Dino the following text. Very powerful movie. You have painted a new and lasting perspective in my mind about the struggles that many families deal with more often than not. At times, it was hard to watch because of the emotions that were bubbling up in my body. In my opinion, this movie is worth the one hour and 40 minute investment of your time. Now, there's a lot packed into this episode, and just like a good storyteller, Dino makes us laugh, but more importantly, he makes us think and reflect and ponder. 
I hope you enjoy this episode. And before we get to the interview, let me take care of some housekeeping issues. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. In July 2020, I received an email from Feedspot informing me that Change Your Mindset podcast was selected as one of the top 15 communication skills podcasts you must follow in 2020. Wow. I was completely caught off guard and extremely honored. I would like to thank every guest that's been on my podcast for the last three and a half years because you are the ones who make this podcast successful. Thank you. And now a word from our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by Peter A. Margaritas, LLC, a.k.a. The Accidental Accountant. Are you looking for a high-content and engaging speaker for your next conference? Do you want to deliver a story to stakeholders that will transform data dumping to engaging business conversations? Do you want to feel that the value a speaker provides your audience far exceeds the dollar value on their invoice? Then book Peter for your next conference, management retreat, or workshop. Contact Peter at peter at petermargaritas.com and visit his website at www.petermargaritas.com. By the way, one of his Fortune 50 clients actually made the comment about the value he brings to your audience. I put in the show notes the links to Dino's podcast and to his movie, The Street Where We Live. I hope you enjoy both. So now, let's get to the interview with Dino Tripodis. Hey, welcome back, everybody. For those of you who live in the central Ohio area, you may recognize this voice. Really? Can you guess who it is? Based on really? Based on really? They could. They could. Uh, maybe. So my guest today is Dino Tripodis, former 24-year... Long run. Radio host at Sunday 95 here in Columbus, Ohio. The one and only radio job I've ever had. Started on the morning show, ended on the morning show. And you've been now how long out of radio? I left in June of 2018. Wow. Seems like yesterday, Peter. I I bet it does. And um, being of Greek descent... As as you are as well as I am, as which, which begs the question. I'm sure you've been asked this before, but with uh, margaritas, right? Right. So, do you? And I'm sure people have asked you this before. Do you feel obligated to uh, celebrate excessively on on Cinco de Mayo based on the uh, form of your last name with margaritas? Well, if you think about it, you know, it's pronounced like a cocktail, but it's really spelled like an inflammation. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It could be, and, and on Cinco de Mayo, it could wind up being both. Exactly. So I, I, I prefer not to save it all for one day. I like to moderate throughout the whole year. Because if my last name was, say, uh, Dino um, uh, Genesis, mm-hmm. you know, on uh, St. Patty's Day, right. I would feel obligated right. Right. to to honor the derivative of that last name. Well, if you must know, I do do a few shots of tequila mm-hmm. on Cinco de Mayo. You got to, right? It's, I mean, it's, 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 it's like, you know... Yeah. You just got to do it. It's, it's, if your last name was Christmas and you didn't do anything on Christmas, people would think, what's wrong with you? You Jewish? Huh? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Right. Um, so of Greek descent and, and, and growing up in a Greek household where guilt is the number one flavor. Yes, it is. And uh, you, We you, have that in common. Yes, and, and your mother, uh, uh, I've heard oh. on previous podcasts, she wants to know, what, what are you doing these days? All the time. Um, she's backed off a little bit, but for the first six months, yeah, 
after I left the radio station. That that was an, an almost everyday question, you know, uh, to, to to the point to the point where I said, you know, what are you going to do today? You know, and, and I would say, uh, well, after this conversation, I'm going to take the red hot poker that I've heated up <laughs> and stick it in my eye. Don't you have another child that you can ask questions of on a regular basis? And of course, that would be the queen. My sister calls me. <laughs> my, my, I call my sister the queen. My sister calls me the prince. She oh. thinks that the prince. Mm. can do no wrong right and i think that's that's probably just how the the family dynamic works in a greek house my mm. sister lives in florida very close to my mother okay and they have never been apart i mean they they lived together in indiana mm. my sister moved to florida my sister eventually moved my mother down to florida they are an integral part of each other's lives as as long as I can remember. So my sister, in my opinion, and I say this sincerely and with love, my sister is the queen. And I don't mean that, that she's elevated yeah. in my mother's, to me, yeah. she's the queen. She's the best. She's the best. My mother would not be thriving mm. as she is at almost 84 years of age if it weren't for my sister. Funny that you just, that story that you just gave, mm -hmm. uh, that's my sister and my mother. They live in Florida. They've been apart. I think maybe a couple years when she was living with me in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. My father passed. My sister went down 19 years ago, 20 years ago to take take be close to mom and your yeah. And um, yeah, you've just described my family too. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. But, and, except you, you're you're a few points ahead of me because I, I noticed you said that when my mother lived with me in Cincinnati, my mother has never. Lived. My sister lived with me. Oh, your sister. Yeah, lived my with sister you. lived with me. Not oh, my mother. Well, not no, your no, mother. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Mom, if right. you listen to right, then we're back to square yeah. one. We're back to you. We're back to you. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I always you you were you still are a headline comedian. Uh, when I when I get the opportunity, as a matter of fact, I don't know when this is going to drop, but uh, I, uh, I'm gonna I I agreed to do a, a show out in Granville. There's a Moe's Comedy Club. It's a mm -hmm. little small, eighty seat room mm -hmm. in Granville, um, and they also apparently have a great barbecue as well. Uh, and I'm doing that show February eighth. Okay, and. Uh, Honestly, I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm excited because uh, most of the stand-up I've done lately has been, you know, 15 minutes here, 20 mm -hmm. minutes there, five minutes no. here. I haven't gotten a chance to stretch in a while. Oh. And, and and I'm looking forward to it because I still write. I, I, I still write. You, you, uh, you know, you, you have your book. I yeah. see your big book <laughs> there. You know, I've been, I have this book here. And uh -huh. whenever I get ideas, I still jot them down right. and try to incorporate them into my life. And I'm developing a, a, a theme, comedically speaking, that I think is appropriate. And you could probably relate to this as well. Eventually, I plan on, on making it a, a show that's entitled Cool, Calm, and Neglected. <laughs> cool, calm, and neglected. As okay. opposed to collected, uh, yeah, neglected. Because yeah, yeah. that's the way I kind of feel at, at, at 60 years of yeah. age. I'm cool. I'm cool with where I'm at in yeah. life. I'm calmer than I've ever been. Yeah. And 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 I'm, I feel neglected. And I don't say neglected in a negative way. Yeah. I say it in a positive way. Because at 60, people don't give a shit what you're doing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can yeah. I cuss? Oh, yeah, you can. It's okay. They don't care today. They don't pay no mind to the 60-year-old. Right. So <laughs> you can get away with a lot of crap. Yeah. But yeah. But you're not that guy that yells at kids like, get off my lawn? No. Mm. <laughs> no, no. I not get off my lawn so much, but uh, I live across the street from a from a, a, a Catholic high school. 
Okay. 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 Yeah. And uh, these these kids, <laughs> these kids, when they're leaving yeah. on any given, especially in the in the in the springtime, yeah. you know. I will, I will, I will stand on the front porch and go slow down. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, they, they go speeding out of there, and everyone's like, "Oh man, I'm that guy." You're that yeah. guy. I'm that guy. So, how'd you go from comedian to, to DJ? I, I know you. A uh, happy accident, you know. Um, I, I make a joke, but it's not really a joke. Uh, I've said this before on uh, on my podcast yeah. um, and others. I haven't chosen my jobs so much in life as they have chosen me. Mm. I was an investigator yes. prior to stand-up. Right. And I went to comedy clubs to relax and have fun. Mm -hmm. And then I I went to open mics. And then I got the 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 gumption that I could I could do that. And I went to an open mic and I failed miserably. Mm -hmm. But I got a couple of laughs. So that just got into me like if I got a couple of laughs and I sucked if I worked on this a little bit more, I bet you I could get more laughs. Yeah. So I went back two weeks later and I won the the night. And mm. then someone said, you should go to the Funny Bone and, and do open mic over mm. there. Because at the time that was at a place called the Comedy Club, Comedy Club at the Ramada. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I went to the Funny Bone. Long story short, there was a Johnny Walker comedy competition. Uh, the Johnny Walker sponsor, yeah. and the winner got five hundred bucks. I still have the the enormous big <laughs> check that you yeah. get. Yeah, uh, my daughter gave me that a while back because uh, I had given it to her. And then you also got um, to open all of the funny bones that were in the franchise. And there were like thirteen of them at the time. And as an opening act, you as an opening act, you could do them twice a year. So I went from open miking to all of a sudden, you know, twenty six weeks of MC work in the number one chain in the country at the wow. time, wow. Funny Bone, which I still think. Yeah. So life was kind of dictating. Yeah. And at the same time, I was still doing investigative work. Yeah. So I had to kind of marry the two yeah. as best I could. But eventually, after that year, I said, you know, I, it got into my veins and in my blood. And I said, I'm going to go full-time mm. comic. While I was a full-time comic, there was a radio guy named Mike Fiss who was at Sunny 95. Mm -hmm. And he liked having comedians yeah. on his show. So I would go in and pay these visits yeah. to Sunny 95. And they were very uh, successful visits. Mm -hmm. And then I would do a phone in from the road. Mm -hmm. You know, where's Dino? <laughs> uh, Mike left. And another guy named Bob Simpson, who was there before and left and then came back. And he wanted to keep that going. So I kept on doing it. I was living out in Los Angeles at the time, trying to progress there comedically. And there was an opening at Sunny 95 for a co-host yeah. with Bob. And I said no, like two or three different times. I finally relinquished and said yes. Came in 94 to Sunny 95 right. to do radio. Right. Thinking they made a horrible error. <laughs> this won't last yeah. more than a year. And technically, it did not. That show failed. That show failed. The year, a year later, uh, uh, Bob was, was let go. And... Stacy and myself and my producer at the time, Mike Elliott, yeah. who is now the program director at TVN, uh, AM radio, we were left to our own devices and we all collectively agreed that this was October of 95, that they're going to get a new morning show. Let's not worry about it. Let's just assume come December, we're all out of work. Yeah. I'm going to go back to California. Yeah. Everybody else is going to do what they want to do. So we just... Let's just pretend like every show is our last and have fun. And we did. 
and as a result of having fun, the, the next book, the ratings went up. Mm. And then in January of 96, in the general manager's office thinking, hey, thank you, but no thank you. Right. He was glad this hard this work out, yeah. blah, 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 expecting a nice goodbye. They offer us a four-year contract. And I go, now what? <laughs> yeah. Four years. Yeah. Well, mm. no, because in my oh, head, was, yeah, okay. in my head, I was prepared to go back to Los Angeles. Because I was, even in that first year, since the demands of radio weren't on me so much mm -hmm. as I was just the co-host. Mm -hmm. It was Bob Simpson and company. I was part of the company. Okay. So the demands weren't that difficult to me. So I was still doing stand-up. I was still okay. on the weekends. I would mm -hmm. go, you know, and and on on vacations. Mm -hmm. I would instead of going on vacation, I would book a week and mm -hmm. and uh, uh, on. I would take vacation days and 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 still do long weekends out in Los Angeles and and. Uh, you know, keep my spot at the comedy mm -hmm, store mm -hmm. and at the improv. I yeah. would go out there and, and keep my foot in that water. I still had a place to stay out in Los Angeles because I didn't think radio right. would work out. And then one thing led <laughs> to another, and 24 years later, you know, there you go. You know, you, you, you find out you, you've become this uh, uh, institution of sorts in, in Columbus, which I did not ever think that or realize that until the last week I was at Sunday 95. Really? When we, yeah, I did not. I, I've never thought that. I always thought that I was this lucky guy who got this great job, and I was very fortunate. Mm -hmm. It gave me the opportunity to be clever and funny and creative, and then also, uh, without sounding, uh, you know, uh, too magnanimous or whatever the word might be, it gave me the opportunity to give back to all the charities, Down, right. you right. know, DeSacco, Down Syndrome, Children's Hospital. Yeah, and but I never, I never thought. Oh, look at me! You know, look at what an impact I've right. had on this city. But the last week I was there, the outpouring, just I was taken aback by it. People telling me stories uh, of moments where uh, I supp supposedly touched them in in, in some way. Yeah. You know, uh, from from nine eleven to. <laughs> Pulling off to the side of the road on 315 and, 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 and helping this lady who was on the side of the road, you know, and, and helping her <laughs> and, and running out in the middle of traffic on 315 to, to pull something that had fallen off her, off the roof of her car that she was trying to move or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was just blown away. Yeah. Blown away. Yeah. I understand that. I, I, you're, you're very, you're very kind, very humble, but. Man, you cast a huge shadow in this town. I mean, and, and the charity work that you've done on Christmas for how many years? The, 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 I mean, you've raised well, for, hundreds for, of thousands of dollars. For, for, for Children's Hospital, we've raised millions over the years. Um, oh, we did. And they're still continuing to do that. That effort is still going strong. And uh, the holiday show at the Funny Bone uh, for Down Syndrome, um, th that's raised, you know, th thousands over the years as well. But so you've transitioned out of radio. I, I still assume that you're still doing a lot of your philanthropy stuff. You're, you're giving Whenever I can. I, you know, right now it seems to be focused on, on Down's Syndrome, mm -hmm. you know, DeSacco, whenever I can throw something their way in a charitable event or, or cause. Mm -hmm. You know, I still host the Buddy Walk every year, which is huge. It's the number one Buddy Walk in the country now. And I started hosting that in its infancy when it was like, you know, three to 500 people. And now it's tens of thousands. 
So I guess once a radio guy, always a radio guy, because you you have a very successful podcast, Whiskey Business. Whiskey Business. The podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. That's right. And that caught my ear the first time I, wow, I said, this will be an interesting podcast. It is because it's, it's, like I said, not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. That's the only running theme. Mm. You have a different bottle of whiskey, which you're not forced to drink as some of my guests do not drink right. and it's not a requirement right but uh it's you know i have this bottle of whiskey learn a little bit about it and then i share that with my guests and my guests have ranged from a to z mm-hmm. um you know uh we've discussed this i you know it's from from an astrophysicist or early mm-hmm. on we don't have a z yet i'm still trying to get jack Hanna or some, some <laughs> somebody from the columbus <laughs> zoo but yeah they range from all walks of life mm-hmm. and um this week we dropped uh, uh, Jenny's ice cream. Right. Charlie, yeah. Charlie Bauer I, yeah. was on there talking about yeah. uh, the development uh, of that amazing company, right? You know, and yeah. how it started, and all the trials and tribulations they went through. Yeah, I I love it. I love it because, and it is radio like, but it's not because there's no interruption. I don't have to play a Maroon Five song. Right. I don't have to stop <laughs> for a you know a, a ten minute stop set for commercials and. You you get you get a chance to really take your time and and know and get to know your guest and find out things. It's made me a better interviewer. And if I were to go back into radio, I think as a result of podcasting, mm-hmm. I'd be an even better radio person, which I think is something that you should never stop striving to be, whatever your field might right, be. Right. I, I don't ever want to be, you know, I don't ever want to top out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't. I don't want to like. This is as good as I'm going to get. Right. You know. I always think that there should be more to learn and 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 grow and mm-hmm. and and gather. Right. For lack of a better word, and it could be from. I don't know if it's, if it's the raised up in a Greek family because it, it seemed like that that was always put in front of me. Just keep going. Don't you? Yeah. Well, always keep going, and also not good enough. Not good enough. <laughs> not good enough. <laughs> well, so so your movies is it on Netflix? No, it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Uh, 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 is it in the theaters, honey? No, <laughs> you know uh, the movies on Amazon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We I've listened to a number of your episodes, and we we share a lot of the same. <laughs> well, one of my favorite episodes, speaking of guests from all walks of life, was was the one that I did with my mother, you know, uh, and then there's mom, you know, that podcast. Oh, was, I missed that. I got to go. I got to go. Oh, you never it. listened to I, I, And I then there's it. mom. I have not. No. Do yourself a favor. I'm going to. Do yourself a favor. Watch it yeah. as opposed to listen oh, yeah. to it on YouTube yeah. so you could see those familiar Greek facials. <laughs> And reactions to questions. Uh, oh. My mother was, I think, was she 80, 83? That was, it was before she turned 83. So it was uh, Easter of 82 when she was 80, not, eight, not 1982. So last year. Um, yeah, she, was it? Well, I don't know. She's 82 or 83. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I, think, I think 82. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It was magnificent. Yeah. Easter of last year, which Easter? American Easter, uh, Greek Easter? Greek Easter. Greek, Greek Easter. Easter. But I think it was the Easter before that one. Okay. I think. Okay. I, I don't. I can't remember. And your mom's name is Christine. 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 Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah. I will. I will definitely watch. It. I actually, I'll, I'll grab Mary and we'll both watch oh, it. Oh yeah. 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 yeah and yeah, actually, yeah, I'll yeah. watch it enough so I'll even mention it in the intro uh, as I record that for this episode to go out. That I, by the way, I did watch this and I'll make some comments. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You, you you have to. You'll relate and yeah. uh, and it's also been one of the most viewed and successful. 
uh, of the podcast. I mean, we, we, we have a pretty good download ratio, but as far as, uh, and we're still trying to increase the YouTube viewership. Right, right. That's tough. Um, yeah. There's so much out there to compete yeah. with, but, uh, but that one, uh, got like, I think some of the, most of the views we ever, most views we've ever had. Now your mom used to come on the radio show with you mm-hmm. on Sunday night five. And I don't remember. Was it, was it, a specific point in time or um, was it just there random was a time where she would come, she would come up for mother's day mm. and we, you know, we do a mother's day broadcast and there's a, there's other times where she's just been in randomly mm-hmm. and she would come on, but she was, uh, <laughs> she's always so funny. Kevin Pollack, you know, the, yeah, the, the yeah, actor yeah. Kevin Pollack yeah. was, was in the studio with us when my mom was there oh. and, uh, <laughs> and my mother kept calling him Kenny. <laughs> okay, and, and he he took it and she. You yeah. want to call you, Kenny's fine, Mrs. Travotas. Yeah. Kenny's fine. <laughs> she, you know, she kept calling him Kenny, and, and 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 she loved him, but she kept calling him Kenny. Go, my his name's not Kenny. It's not. It's Kevin. I'm sorry, Kevin. And then she go right back to Kenny. You know, two minutes later. But oh, it's hilarious. Yeah, she's great. Now, now, just I, I, if my mother's listening to this, yes, the idea is now put into my head that I need to come down and interview you on my podcast. Oh yeah, uh, you know I, I, that can be dangerous though. <laughs> oh, you, just just in the opening, there's a cold open before the podcast yeah. actually starts, and it's just me and my mom talking. I'm explaining to her, you know, what we're going to be doing. Yeah. And you know, she goes, and she's like, I don't know. And she, she's almost disgusted. I don't know how you got into this. She's looking at all the yeah. models that are around, you know, <laughs> on the on the set of the yeah. podcast. I don't know how you got into this whiskey business. <laughs> and I go, Mom, I'm not into whiskey business. I'm trying to explain to yeah. her, and, and uh, but it's it's great. It's got very funny moments. She's still very quick. Good. I mean. Um, you know, she, I, I people say, "Where do you get your sense of humor?" Uh, my father had a, a wry sense of humor, but I think the sarcastic side of mm-hmm. me—you know, the that part, the the uh, self-deprecating mm-hmm. side of of my humor—comes mm-hmm. uh, from my mother for well, sure. Yeah, I, I got some. I, most of my humor came from my dad. He was he was a very funny guy. I'd, I'd bring a girl over for the first time, and he'd go, "Son, she's a lot better looking than you said." Mm-hmm. Hey, boy, why don't you, here's 50 cents, go get a paper, let her stay here, and we'll talk for a while. Yeah, so that, that, was, that, that was my thanks, dad. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks for you. Appreciate it, pal. Yeah. Appreciate it. So, but you've done a lot of things in your life. I mean, you've been in movies, you produce movies, you have your own uh, film production company. Never the Luck Productions, yeah. You're an author. Yeah, I'm trying to be. Uh, published? Yeah, I got a short story published uh, last year in a collection uh, that's available on Amazon.com. Uh, I can't remember what the theme was. Driving in the Rain at Night. It's, 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 a, it's a collection that they put out every year, and they have a different theme. And on a lark, I said, all right, I'll take a shot at this. And at the time, sadly, it was inspired by my, my cousin Tommy, who passed away, yeah. needlessly, mm-hmm. I might add. Mm-hmm. And the story is called Bearing Witness. And while the two characters have nothing to do with Tommy and myself, it's a it's a fixer and his uh, his his partner in crime, if you will. But um, my cousin Tommy checked into a hospital with a heart condition and never left wow. because he just started to progress. And that what's that's what this story is about. You know, bearing witness, uh, he has to go to the hospital and decide what to do. With his friend, because mm. it flashes back to a point where they say, you know, hey, if, if, if something ever happens, if I ever get stabbed, if I get shot, mm. you know, whatever the case, and I'm suffering, don't let me suffer, put me down, mm. you know. So 
while he hasn't been shot or stabbed, he's suffering. Mm. And so there's a moment where he has to decide what's he going to do? Is he going to put him down or, wow. or let nature take its course wow. in the hospital? So it's, it's, yeah, it's dark. Yeah. It's, it's deep. A, it's dark and yeah. it's deep. And, and, um, and I say needlessly because my cousin Tommy, you know, if he would have taken better care of himself, if he would have responded to the things that were wrong with him, if he would have taken his medication when he was supposed to take his medication, yeah. he wouldn't have wound up in the situation right. he was in. So that's yeah. nah, just a damn shame. Yeah. It, 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 but your mind is constantly looking at, from from my perspective, constantly searching, looking, seeing, and then you're writing about it mm -hmm. in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. uh, do you sleep? Mm, more now than I did when I was in radio. Well, if I remember correctly, you could survive on four hours of sleep? Oh, for years. For years. And and right now it's averaging somewhere between five and seven. So oh. that's, that's more. Okay. Um, you, we were talking... Uh, you said you like to write in the morning. Yeah. I like to write in the morning too, but I do my best writing late at night. So, um, you know, when 9, 10, 11 o'clock rolls yeah. around, I will be up till 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning and, and, and writing. That's my favorite time. It's quiet. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm truly alone in my thoughts. The morning too, but there are far more distractions in the morning, you know, even early, you know, you got guys like uh, uh, Pete Margaritas to text you at 5 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> and that, yeah, that you, good call out. Yeah, I, actually, I did. I was up at 5 a.m. and I realized I did not send that last night. So I just went ahead. <laughs> That's, yeah, guys like me text you at 5 o'clock in the morning. So, yeah, it's like, it's so far, it doesn't go off nearly as much in, 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 the, in the middle of the night. But there are some early risers. <laughs> yes, they, they get going at 5 o'clock in the morning. Like, oh, okay. And that's funny because uh, uh, it didn't wake me up. Yeah. It did not wake me up. I, I did wake up at 5.30 on my own. Yeah. And I went, oh, he texted me at 5 a.m. Because uh, I, I sometimes turn the ringer the off yeah. in the middle of the night because, you know, for email yeah. notifications right. and whatnot. And I'm a... Most of the time, I'm a light sleeper, so uh, even a little beep, you know, would oh, would would bring me up. I, I didn't even think about that. I was up this morning, looked out. Oh crap! I forgot to send it. He's sound asleep. He's not gonna hear this. He's probably, he's probably a deep sleeper. But then oh, I also you wrote it last night. Yeah, and I, I forgot I, to send it. Yeah, I forgot to send. It. I looked at this morning. Went, oh, forgot, forgot, forgot to send that this morning. Well, and good for you for being up. You get up at five a.m. all the time. Uh, most of the time, I've, I yeah. If if I'm up, my my son will come home. And he's been out or whatever during the week or whatever. If I'm up past ten o'clock, he goes, "What are you doing up? Yeah, are you okay, Dad? Yeah, no, I'm fine. Just felt like staying up today. I see. I love the I love the night. I used to. I do. I still I, do. I used to, but uh, I have. Yeah, and I have it, was, it was a problem when you did a morning show. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was, but see, I would. I, there was no way I could do a morning show. Actually, when I when I uh, managed restaurants in the Atlanta area, uh, I'd get home late, and then I had to be back at the store. And I can't tell you how many times I showed up late to work just because. Mm -hmm. Just could not wake up that next morning, and yeah. I. But I've turned into a morning person. I have two dogs, and they like to get up early, and they like to wake. They like to wake me up, and I'll get down, make a cup of coffee, and just kind of start my morning and That's stuff. Good. Yeah, That's but good then now. by eight thirty, nine o'clock, I'm usually passed out on the couch. Yeah. Sleeping on the couch. I'll just put sleeping on the couch. By nighttime. At nighttime. Or, or, yeah. or, or I was going to say, back on the couch at 9 a.m. Yeah. Like, okay. No, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm usually asleep on the couch by 9, and, and I don't nap. I'm pretty much... I have discovered the 
I, I do nap a little bit more. You do nap a little bit. I, I take what they, uh, but but I I take the Da Vinci naps. Did you ever hear about Da yeah, Vinci naps? Yeah. Everybody, you, you look at the outpouring, the, the the massive amount of work that Leonardo da Vinci put out, yeah. both in art and inventions and so forth and so on. It's because the man didn't sleep, but he did take what he did take forty two minute naps. Forty two. Is there 40, something special about the forty two? I don't know. I don't know. If there's something special about it. Forty two minute naps. Yeah. I, I I might have the number just slightly yeah. off, but he would he would he would rest for forty two minutes and then work for four to six hours a time, take another 42 minute. He would take these little power. Yeah. He was the inventor of the power. Now. Yeah. And there were some other people in history too, that, that I, I can't recall that, that did things like that. Similarly, mm-hmm. similarly uh, where they would just rest for a little bit and then just go, go back to the work. Um, I'll take a nap if I'm completely exhausted mm-hmm. and I just, and then, but I'll wake up because my body will just start uncontrollably twitching, which will wake me back up. My, now, Mary's aunt in Greece always says, rest, 20 minutes. 20 take, minutes, 20, 20 minutes. Just yeah. rest. Don't, you don't have to go to sleep. Just, sit, just rest, rest the body. Just rest the body. I, I, there's something to it. Yeah. There's something to it. There's, but yeah, I've, I've learned to uh, appreciate that a little bit more. I don't yeah. do it every day, yeah. but I would have no problem doing it every day. But once the day starts, you know, you know, we talked about doing this, like, you know, noon is good because yeah. once... One, I think once 10 a.m. starts, the day starts rolling. And right. and, and early in the week, too, we're doing this on a Monday. I said, do it Monday yeah. as opposed to, uh, let's get let's 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 get this moving on a Monday because the the week tends to snowball. And yeah. there's, there's other things that start getting yeah. in the way. So. so our paths over the years have crossed in, in a variety of different ways. I, I, I shared the story with my cousin, George Ann and Buzzy and their parents, Harry and Jenny. We came to see you at... Go bananas in Cincinnati. That's a long time ago. A long ago. time ago, and you were doing your a Greek long stuff. Long time ago, and about the grandmother with the great big boobs, the BGGBs. Yeah, and my aunt almost—I mean, she—I think you had to stop and look at because she was just laughing. Big so Greek. We all were it just big Greek tears. grandma breasts. Yeah, she gets out of bed in the morning; they hit the floor before her feet do. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> You hear, You're doing this you hear, part just for my cousins now. <laughs> you hear four thumps. You're downstairs. You hear four thumps. Yaya's up. <laughs> Only hear two. Eh, she just leaned over the edge of the bed for a glass of water. <laughs> and there was on the tag. One morning we heard three thumps. We don't know what the hell that was. <laughs> Some people say grandpa. <laughs> A classic. A classic. And then I don't remember what year it was. I had gotten to the finals of the Funny Bone, Funniest Person in Columbus contest, and you were emceeing that night. Mm-hmm. And our paths have, have crossed, but it recently crossed when our good friend, I can see, I don't know if Caperton think of me as a good friend, but I'm just going to throw him under the bus and you know, say he's Dave Caperton. Dave Caperton. Funny man who could still get up on a stand-up stage today if he wanted to and, he, he, and kill it. He doesn't want to? I don't know if he wants to or not, but I'm saying, you know, I I saw him recently speak, yeah, because I know what you're what you're getting ready to, yeah. to lean into, yeah. and and while he delivered his message right. as a keynote speaker, intermingled in there was all oh, the the foundation of stand up, right, and if you could pull, you know, out of that 45 minute to an hour presentation, if you were to pull all the 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 jokes, uh-huh. the humor yeah. out of it, you know, it it would be a 
you know, a killer set at any stand-up club at any given time. Right. So, yeah, I, there's no doubt in my mind that he could do that again if he chose to. It's fun. We did a, we did a speaker showcase up in Cleveland, uh, August, I think, of 18, and we brought the film crew in because our speakers always want film, video. And and he he told the people that, so if you mess up, stop, pause, move forward. Everyone at least once or twice stopped and paused, except for... Caperton. Right. He did his, I don't know, was it 15 minutes? Was it 30 minutes? I don't know. But he went from start to finish, did not miss a beat, completely nailed it. Not surprised. Yeah. He, I, and so we, I should just, you know, we should just try to get him back up on stage. Get and, up on stage. Yeah. Uh, I, Let's start I'm, a campaign. I'm trying to, uh, I mentioned it to him. Uh, you mentioned Whiskey Business, uh, the podcast. We also have a, what I call a, a a side hustle oh, yeah. sister podcast, yeah. The Premise. The Premise, yeah. And it's recorded live at uh, the upfront stage at Shadowbox Live. Mm -hmm. And that is a combination comedy show podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, you're handed a, the two comedic competitors are handed a premise that they're seeing and getting for the first time that night. Then they go to the writer's table and have 20 minutes to write three to five minutes of stand-up comedy mm -hmm. based on the premise they were just handed. Right. In the meantime, while they're working, we have a guest comic who performs and sits down with me, and I interview them. And then by the time that 20 minutes is up, the competitors come up, do their thing, and they sit down. So it incorporates both comedy podcasting all in one. It's a great right. show. It's, it's, it's really starting to take off. And I've asked Caperton to be a competitor. Not a guest comic. Oh. A competitor. Because I think that brain of his yeah. is, is is still mining gold. Yeah. And I think he could take a premise. Yeah. I, I think he could take, you know, I'm, I'm grabbing something out of the, the pencil bin here. Yeah. I think he could take Black Sharpie. Yeah. And and write three to five minutes of stand-up material yeah. in 20 minutes about a black Sharpie or anything related to Sharpies. I think he could do that. And he's interested. So, Oh, cool. So if that happens, you'll have to come down and check him out. So I, I, saw, I was getting ready to watch the one from the most recent one. I think Nick, Nicky Winkleman was on. And, uh, yeah, and that Jeff, was Jeff Gage. Jeff Gage, yeah, and Nicky there, and Jeff. And there was another gentleman. Uh, Kenny Mock was the guest comic. Okay, okay. He was the guest comedian, yeah. He yeah. did great. Kenny yeah. killed it. I, I've, I've, I've listened to, I've listened slash watched a, a few of them. And are, are they at a certain time, day, month? Yeah, third Thursday of the month. Okay. So we just did January. We'll be back in February, the third Thursday of the month in February. We're also going to... Uh, expand the parameters of the premise and include sketch mm. two-person sketch comp competitors as well i wasn't thinking about going down this path but i'm going to take it on uh, are you thinking about doing you doing the sketch on the bit that you were sharing with me the last time we were having coffee uh, about something about selective hearing Mm -hmm. <laughs> Are you going to do that one? Uh, that I, you know, you you just prompted my memory to to remember that that could that could work. Yes, yeah. I would do that. You're talking about you sitting around with the family and oh, that was that. Oh, I actually did. That was an actual bit that I did. Thank you for reminding oh. me because I got to remember to do that when I do Mo's. Yes, <laughs> I've forgotten more bits, that, but that one's well, fairly new. Uh, that one's fairly new. But the selective hearing, how everybody families all together at the same time, but nobody's listening at the same time. That right. could very well be a sketch, but I perform it. You know. You know, I, I, I play all the parts, you know, when I do that, when I, I did that, I did that at the, 
Uh, I debuted that at the premise when I do a little bit of stand up up front to yeah. start the show, and it worked. It that, worked out well. Yeah, because I, 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 but this is how your mind works. Because as you were talking about that, I went back into my head. Oh, I've, I've had a number of those conversations. Mm-hmm. With, does you, my, the one that I'm going to write is, is my mother talks in vague. Does your mother talk in vague? You know, them talking, all, the, those, those, pe- those people over there. <laughs> you know, yeah. that, you know. He called me the yesterday. I had to go see him. Who's him? You know who's the guy. Who's he? Who's he? The guy. You know the, the who? Who are you talking about? And then they get mad at you, right? Because you don't know. Yeah. Remember that show? What show? Right. Right. Oh, the one we watched that day. What, what day? Yeah. You know. Yeah. When I was there visiting, then she then, then yeah. by the by the third question, uh, they start to get angry. Right. You know, you're wrong right. now. When I was up there visiting you, yes, last Easter. We sat on the couch. She'll tell you everything that we ate, but she still won't be able to remember <laughs> the, the, the yeah. damn show. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I went to the doctor. Which doctor? I went to the doctor. You know the doctor. Which doctor? You know the doctor. The doctor that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she. I, 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 I speak in vague. That's very yeah, funny. Yeah, my my mother speaks in vague a lot. Um, so you do all this stuff, but you have a message because you showed up at a National Speakers Association Ohio yeah. chapter. Curious about it. Very curious, and still am. Uh, not only curious, but plan in 2020 to to put it into play. Right. Yeah. So today is January 27th, 2020. Right. So we're in the year. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your plan? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I do know. I was thinking about this when we when we discussed the fact that we were going to do this podcast. Mm-hmm. You know what what the message is, and it could be. It, it's. I think I've narrowed it down to a couple. Okay. I mean, you you mentioned. You know. I left Sunday Night Five in, in in June of eighteen, and everybody. I get that question all the time. Everybody says, "You know, how's retirement?" Well, I don't feel retired by any stretch of the imagination, and nor could I, you know, afford to not draw some sort of income in the in the in the years to come. I right. need to still throw some things into that bucket that I've saved uh, over the years, but uh, I, I preferred uh, instead of retired. I, I like the term. I, in the last year and a half, I've been refocused. Hmm. And yeah. I think there's a message there about uh, a refocusing. And, and I mean, what is retirement, actually? What is, you know, as, uh, to, to, to me, the, the archaic definition of retirement is sitting on my front porch and telling <laughs> kids to stay off of my grass, yeah. you know. But refocus would be me writing a story about sitting on my porch telling kids to stay off of my grass and find the humor in that and expand upon it. There's things that I, I have now the time to do and devote more time to, but that also requires uh, discipline and, uh, and, and confidence. And, and I need to not beat myself up so much. I am my harshest critic as well. Right. Um, my buddy, uh, Jamie says, when you die, you know, when you're when you're writing out your will, mm. I want all your unpublished manuscripts because there's piles and piles of mm. writings up in my office yeah. that I deemed not good enough to send out to be, you know, accepted or rejected. I I I, I just cut to the chase and said, ah, it's crap. And, I've heard that before earlier in this conversation. Yeah. They're not good enough. Not good enough. Yeah, yeah. and they're they're up yeah. there. And he goes, "I want them. I want them." Because when you die, then, then you know, then then there's going to be this whole treasure trove of you know unpublished stuff. And someone said the same thing about my about music. I used to write music. Oh, 
back in my uh, early 20s, mm. I, there's a one point in my life I thought I was going to be a songwriter because music was a big part of my mm. life. And I have I've come across these reel to reel tapes and cassette tapes with with dozens and dozens and dozens of of songs, original music. And some of them are angst ridden 20 something crap. Yeah. And some uh, are not bad. Yeah. You know, if I'm if I'm being, you know, if I if I yeah. could be objective. Yeah. And like, oh, there's actually a, a real melody yeah. in there. But they are they, but they are, you know, they're, they're definitely reflective of of life in the early 80s for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I and I, and I, was, I must have been one angst-ridden 20-something in the 80s, man, because you know, like, wow. Man, <laughs> somebody tell a joke. <laughs> well, I mean, but you, but you did stand up for so many years. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the ultimate rejection. Um, it can be, yeah. I, I, I yeah, I, I, I didn't. Rick Roberts once told me recently, over the last few years. Rick that, Roberts, great comedian. Yeah, clean comedian. Clean comedian. Yeah, Morning Fife guy. Oh yeah. Uh, that don't take your jokes. Don't. The audience silence. Don't take it personally. It's you're you're bringing your product to the audience. They're 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 examining your inventory. If they don't like it, that's just the fodder for you to go back and fix it. Right. I took it personally. I uh, see. I never took it personally. Yeah, I I, I did, uh, and I should have because uh, to this day, and even back then, my act was very personal. It was about it was about yeah, me. Yeah. I didn't do topical humor. Right. I didn't talk politics. I didn't do you know everything that I talked about was. Steeped in truth of, mm. of my life, yeah. at, 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 much as it is now. Mm. Back then, it was, you know, being a, a divorced guy with no money. You know, when I first mm. got divorced, I mean, nothing. You know, I talked about that. You know, talked about my apartment. You know, I don't want to say my apartment's small, you know, after the divorce. But, you know, I'm the only guy I know who can shit, fry an egg at the same time. You know, <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was stuff like that. Yeah. It was, yeah. But it was steeped in truth. And, and now it's, it's, it's steeped in, in truth. You know, uh, I was writing stuff down just the other day, you know, about where I'm at at life at mm -hmm. 60, you know, emotionally, physically, sexually, you know, mm -hmm. it just it's it, it, all all streams that flow into the to the same same river. Right. I, I had that same river I, and I do write my stuff down. I just don't perform it because maybe you just brought something because maybe it's just not good enough. I've written some sketch. And I've never shown anybody. I've right. shown a few people about it, but not never kind of faced. And, and just, don't you question why? Because you have this podcast now for how many years? Three and a half. Yeah, three and a half years. And you put out a great message. You've written a, you've written books. Two books. Two books. Successful. Yeah. Right. Right. You sell them. They you made money. Them. They make money. They yeah. make money. Yeah. They make money. Yeah. So why would you? You didn't. You don't. You don't doubt this podcast. You think you have a good product here. You don't doubt the two books right. that you put out. They're successful. So why? Why do you draw the line? Why? Not, <laughs> I don't want to point at you exactly. No, but why do we? Yeah, yeah. Why do we, with certain things in life, yeah. tend to to draw a line in the sand that we're afraid to 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 cross because we don't think it's good enough? Are, is are we ultimately? Afraid of rejection? I mean, nobody likes to be rejected. Right, no, but but I, but I my, my mind towards rejection has changed. It's failure. You've mentioned you. you I mean, you failed a number of times. In oh your God, career. I'm still failing. Right, but that, but that's good. My, we learn. My, my mother thinks I'm failing as we speak by not going to a place of employment Monday through Friday. Right. Yes. Yes. In my mother's eyes, right now, she would never say it. God bless her, but she thinks I'm failing. Right. 
But when we fail, we learn. Sure. You didn't grow up in that household that you failed, you learned, because if you grew up in a similar household, my dad did not like failure at all. He did not like mistakes. I, I, I don't, I, my, I have to turn to my brother to remind me of stuff in my childhood because I don't remember a whole lot. But the things I do remember was when there was a mistake. Mm-hmm. Dad didn't take it well. And failure was not, failure was not an option. So th- I've learned how to deal with it. I, I've learned how to get past most of it at times, right. but there's still that little bit of that. Which brings me to what my, you said, you know, what's your message going to yeah. be? And I think this one, uh, probably resonates louder and you know you 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 tend to to if you pay attention you tend to go to you know what's drawing you and life no matter what stage of life you're in you know if we go back to our 30s or now me at at 60 how old are you 59 and a half 59 and a half yeah no 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 it's funny you say that when we get to that age we're 59 we didn't we didn't do that when we were kids you were two and a half three and a half you know uh, until you until you were like five or six yeah. and then you just started calling the number yeah. and then as we get older yeah. you start using the half again <laughs> yeah, yeah. because you don't you know yeah. 60 is a long way away right yeah, now yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 50, 59 and a half yeah. i still got six months yeah. don't rush it yeah, I, got, I get 10 months but i kind of rush myself but there. my point is that we are the we are the sum of our experiences absolutely right yeah good bad or indifferent and the message in this new realm that I'd like to get into with the keynote speaking is the sum of those experiences. So I, I, I think when I look back at my convoluted childhood, mm-hmm. and I have some dark holes too. Mm-hmm. Uh, something it's weird. I can remember something at two years of age, mm-hmm. but I can't remember a lot from five to seven. I remember cause I was sick. Mm-hmm. I was, I had, uh, if you listen to the podcast with my mother, mm. I thought it was one. Uh, I thought it was double pneumonia with one collapsed lung. Oh. It was double pneumonia with two wow. collapsed lungs, six years of age in Children's Hospital in Chicago. I, you know, uh, you know I remember mm. I remember being in an oxygen tent. Mm. I remember stuff like that. Mm. But, but there's a lot of things that I, I don't remember. Sadly, uh, I do remember a lot of the pain. There's a, a four piece article uh um where, where, what island are you, are your are your people from in greece oh uh, my grandparents uh to saloniki asia minor okay, right. that, that that part we're icarian uh from ikaria <laughs> and yeah they have a magazine that comes out quarterly for the icarian membership and i just recently it'll be in the february issue and they come out with a quarterly winter spring yeah. f- you know summer fall and they've agreed to let me do a four-part memoir type of article. Mm. Uh, so the first part, this first part that's coming out, it's called, it's called Boy Without a Country. And uh, this first part, it's, it's coming in about a thousand words or so, uh, deals with leaving Dalton, Illinois, suburb that we lived in in Chicago, uh, and moving to Icaria in 1968. Oh, so was, you moved to Greece. When I was nine years old. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and those, my friend, those those were some some dark times for me. Leaving a suburb of Chicago, yeah. uh, leaving a neighborhood that you thought you would grow up in, and leaving friends and so forth. Yeah. And, you know, and to to move to an island in Greece in 1968, which things in Greece were a little bit troublesome back yeah. then. And then uh, 
especially Korea, because Korea is very close to Turkey. But to, to, to completely change, have a lifestyle change at nine, that's what that that's what this this memoir will be about, basically. And there will be some painful memories that probably, if I'm being completely honest, won't reflect well. Uh, on my my father, God mm. rest his soul. He was a, a different kind of man, mm. and like I said, you are the sum of your experiences. Mm. And some of us uh, are defeated by those experiences, and in, in forms of depression mm-hmm. and anxiety, and 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 never get past them. And some of us rise, mm-hmm. but they're all lessons learned. Right, and I think. That's the message that I seem to be more drawn to as far as keynote speaking, that uh, you are the sum of your experiences. And if those experiences are bad, that doesn't mean that the that the sum is going to be bad, that you can learn from from all the pain and all the all the all the angst and, and things that that could have shaped you one way, mm. but you went another way. But it's it, it's still interesting how those demons can continue to pull at you. Yeah. Despite that, you know, I, I was cleaning out my office the other day, first time in years, and, um, and I ran across a letter from my father oh. that was uh, written in, in English because he, he said in the letter, I, I was told that the last letter I wrote you, you couldn't read or understand correctly. It was in Greek. So your cousin is writing, you know, and it was, um, yeah. There's a lot there with my with. There's a lot. I'll, I'll never completely conquer all of it. Right. With with my father, because I get so many mixed stories about him. He's included uh, periodically in a, in a book that I'm trying to finish right now called I wrote, I wrote down what you were thinking, which is uh, a book of mm-hmm. one page essays that I did in 2018. I wrote a one page essay every day. For 365 days oh, wow. on whatever thought crossed my mind, and um, there's some in there about my father because that's the thought that crossed my mind. Yeah. I went to a wedding in Chicago for my cousin. His 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 youngest daughter uh, got married, and of course there was conversation about my father. Mm. And the name of the you know the name of that mm. particular essay is the most talked about man in the room who wasn't there. Mm. And through the years, I've heard all these different stories yeah. about why my father was the way he was. Mm. You know, um, mm. some people say he was this or that. Some people mm. say he was ill. Mm. Some people say he was uh, mentally mm. ill. Some people blame it on a blood disorder. Some people blame it on a brain tumor. Mm. Some some people just say, and and it's and it's such a mixed message because my father was beloved by so many people. Mm. You know, that you, you talked to any Icarian who went back and forth to visit my father mm-hmm. on a regular basis and they loved Jimmy. And that, but you as the son, right. you know, you, who are they talking about? Right. You know, my cousin, my cousin, my, my, my first cousin, my, my, my uh, uncle's son, yeah. my, my father's brother had a better relationship with my father over the years than I did. He would tell stories and about him and my dad in Las Vegas. You, you you were in Las Vegas with my father. Why, why yeah. wasn't you know? He tells this great story about um, how these two guys were were uh, following him and getting ready to to mug him. Mm-hmm. 
in Vegas. And my father, very intuitive, instinctive guy, picked up on it and turned the tables on him. He's they start, he started following them to the point yeah. where they got nervous. Yeah. And, you know, but the way my cousin tells this very colorful story about what a badass my father was, mm-hmm. you know, it's like I, I like I, I, I relish in the in the telling of the story. And then I would get mad, you know. So there's there's a my message is is in there somewhere about the, the some of those experiences and, and, and how you apply them. In life, you know, are there elements of my father that are, that are, you know, stuff that's bred in the bone, yep. you know, that you can't, mm. you can't avoid. That's just, that's just your, the DNA. And, you know, are some of those things good and the stuff that isn't good, you know, is it going to come back and is it going to, uh, you know, play into my life as well at mm. some point? And sometimes I think it has. And I was like, God damn it. You know, he wasn't a good father. And when, when I got divorced, you know, the, the most painful thing that, that, that bothered me is like, oh, my God, am I going to be like my father? You know, and in respects to how he, you know, raised his children because mm-hmm. he really didn't. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, my mother did. Right. You know, I didn't want to be there. And, and thank God, you know, I, I didn't. You know, I, I, I think I've been a good father to my one daughter. And I think I've been a good dad, not a great dad. You know, I, there's things over the course of the years I look back on that I wish I would have done better. And, but you know, there's, that's the story. And that's what I'm trying to, to probably craft more because I think, you know, you, you want to be relatable in this world, right. Right. And then in this, in this keynote speaking. Right. And so I think that no matter who you are, that's, that's relatable. The, (laughs) Life is hard, man. Right. I mean, I don't care who you are. I mean, it's it's hard for different reasons. Even people that have had nothing but a, you know, you hear about the people with the golden spoon, mm. you know, and mm. all, all their life. Yeah. I guarantee you, right. there was there's you know something went awry in that life too. Maybe not financially, maybe not socially, maybe not you know, maybe they they went through life and never wanted a thing, but they were lacking in something else. Everybody's got that, right. so. I think that's where my message yeah. to get to my long-winded answer is is leaning more towards that. So I, I wish we were videoing this because just in that piece of describing, mm-hmm. you should have seen your eyes. You, you, you had so much emotion mm-hmm. in that, that message that you have, and you already got the title of your keynote. What's that? The sum of... Oh, the sum of your experiences? The sum of your experiences. Oh, I don't even know if that's the title, but okay. I'm thinking that's the first thing I heard. That could be a title for that. And you delivering those uh, those stories of, of you and your dad. The tough time. And, and there are some happy times in there as well. And, and, and you know, bringing that audience up and down. and, and, and But having and that, have it, have it bow, tying it up in a bow. And, and going, also slip in some humor. Right. As Absolutely. Well, you know, there's 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 some humor in there too, but yeah, that's the that's the story. In this article I was telling you about, boy without a country, and it's 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 kind of that. That's how I felt like. I felt like a boy without a country. I'm this nine year old Greek boy yeah. from the states who's now living on an island, not accepted by the other kids at that particular point. Right. You know. You know. There's one kid, and he'll show up. He'll he'll pop up in in later installments of this uh, four piece thing. But um, 
he was the doctor's son. He befriended me and, and, uh, he, he became a great friend. And then it was funny at one point, my mother, God bless her, you know, she was told to, to pack only the necessary things. Mm-hmm. We, we, we came by boat on the, on the, uh, Queen Anna Maria out of New York. Wow. 12 day boat ride cruise. Beautiful. Yeah. You know, to Piraeus. Yeah. And then, once that fantasy was over, yeah. you know, the the twelve day crew, then that's when the reality set in. We went from a, a and this is in the first, this is in the first installment. Yeah. Uh, went from a, a, a cruise ship to a, for lack of a better word, a piece of crap steamer boat that was going to go from Piraeus to Icaria. Mm. You know, we went from luxury accommodations on a cruise ship to to sitting in a in a row of seats on a, you know, on, on a boat for, for 12 hours, you know, wow. you went from, you went from a guy with the, you know, who was playing a handheld xylophone to announce that breakfast was being served and lunch <laughs> was being served to, uh, um, you know, purchasing wrap sandwiches and some sort of soft drink from whatever concession stand was, was on the boat. And these are the things that I, that are in my memory. Yeah. Are they accurate? You know, would they be debated? Probably, you know, will someone else remember them differently? You know, my sister was four years younger. She may not, but my cousins, would they remember them Mm -hmm. differently? Probably. Everybody's got a different interpretation. This is how I remember them. Right. So in that four-piece article, I I will try to capture some of that Icaria in 1968 Mm -hmm. and how it felt for a a nine-year-old. Because I left at 11. I was sent back to the States mm. to live with my grandparents and my yaya and my papu in Steubenville without my so mother. So that's how you got to Ohio. Without my mother, okay. without my father, without my sister for uh, a little more than two years. Then my mother and my sister eventually came over because my parents' marriage disintegrated, mm. continued to disintegrate. And my mother came back with my sister. But I was two years with yaya and papu and Uncle Chris mm. in Steubenville, Ohio. And that's a story. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and that's a, that, that's that's like part. Some of your experiences, part two. You know, living with a domineering <laughs> yaya who wouldn't let you do anything. Yeah. You know, because your mother's not here. Mm. You know, mm. she's. I mean, a very a very closed off. You know, go to church. Go to church. Go to church. Uh, you can be an altar boy. Mm. You know, you can do anything involved with the church. Yeah. You, you know, you, you're not going on field trips. I'm not signing that permission slip. You're not playing sports. I'm not signing that permission slip. Mm-hmm. You can go to the library, which that was her gift to me, whether she realized it or not. Mm-hmm. I became a voracious reader, still am to this mm-hmm. day. You can go to the movies. The Capitol Theater in Steubenville was, you know, uh, down the street. I go to the movies. I picked up a love for movies, but man, and talk about not doing anything right. <laughs> My yaya, God bless her. God bless her. But she... And, and like I said, some of your experiences, this is where some of the, the demons still exist. Maybe this is why there's a pile of manuscripts sitting at home that I don't think are good enough because I developed a, a horrible inferiority complex. I, I had it when I was in Greece, and then it just it just took on a different shape and form when I came to Steubenville. It was just it was just another person, not maliciously, oh, right, 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 not right. maliciously, yeah, yeah. but it was just another form of 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 that type of inferiority, you know, did I, did you hear that inferiority complex when your parents would say, well, what would they think? 
What would the neighbors think? What would the people in the church think? Uh, my, mo- they- my mother still has some of that. Yeah, my, that- mother, my mother still has some of that. My mother was never more proud to say that her son, you know, had the number one radio show in Columbus, Ohio. Well, what's my mother got to say now? She's not going to talk about the podcast. She's not going to talk about the movie. You know, this, it's, 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 it's interesting what our parents can, can comfort, comfortably wrap themselves around to, to claim and, and and it's interesting what they what they don't want to claim. When the first book came out, my mother would introduce me. My son Peter, the author. There you go. For a year. Right? Second book came out. Hey, my son Peter. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Stand up comedian for years. Yeah. Mother never mentioned a word about it. Right. Make a national television debut on Fox with a um, a show called uh, I can't remember the name of the show. It was it was in the it was in the nineties. Then. Oh yeah. Now I'm now I'm a stand up comedian because I'm on I'm on television nationwide. Nationwide, yeah. 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 Comic strip live, the on Fox. Yeah, then my mother, you know, mm. oh my son's on television. Yeah. Mm. Same thing with the movie. Yeah, you know, the movie's right. a great little movie. Street Where We Live, by the way. Street the Street Where We Live on Amazon Prime. You know, my mom, oh, that's great. Is it going to be in the theaters? No, Ma, it's on Amazon. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, never good enough. And what was somebody, I, I find someone, I don't care what other people think anymore. Maybe it's because I've gotten to the days that I don't care. I just want to do what I think is right. And, and if it's if it's too edgy or whatever, Mom, I, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I quit worrying about what other people think anymore. Cool, calm, and neglected. Cool, calm, and neglected. <laughs> exactly. Cool, calm, and neglected. Well, We've been at this for an hour. We could be at this for two hours or plus. Oh, so probably. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the invitation that uh, after this podcast, we have a part two, maybe this summer, maybe in the fall. Whatever you want. Uh, catch up with what's going on as well as to find out where you will be speaking professionally and to what groups and stuff. So I think I, I think that part of it is uh, the business side of it, uh, that that's, I need to to learn how... And and Dave Caperton has, has made some suggestions, and and so have mm. you as well. And I'm going to put those suggestions into place. Part of it is the 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 part that I'm a dinosaur with the social media side of mm. it. You know, I had a LinkedIn account 20 years ago that I haven't touched. I'm going to revisit that tonight, as a matter yeah. of fact, and update it and start putting these things out right. there that I'm available for, and so forth and so on. But yeah, we can come back and, and, and chat again, for sure, if you'd like to. And you need to come on Whiskey Business. Absolutely. Whiskeybusinessshow.com Whiskey Business, the podcast, not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Um, you can find us on Instagram. and, and you, could find yeah. our, can, you can find our social media on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, you can find the podcast Anywhere you get your podcasts, you know, iTunes, um, SoundCloud, et cetera, et cetera. You should uh, uh, promote the. Uh, do you promote whiskey business on LinkedIn? Um, no, I haven't touched. I'm, I'm, I wasn't exaggerating. I have not touched that LinkedIn page oh. in 20 years. Yeah, you need to get that up because put that. You start promoting on LinkedIn because that's I also what, have DinoTripotis.com, which has been sitting idle on GoDaddy for 10 years. But you still have it. Oh, it's mine. Yeah, yeah. I pay for it every year. Yeah, just haven't. Just haven't uh, turned it on. But you're going to be turning it on. Yes. And, and, and putting the website with all, with all your stuff. All my stuff. All your you stuff. Know, that's that's uh, you. Then I'm going to put the, the movies, the stand-up, yeah. the, the writings, the, the podcast. You know, yeah. Dino Traposto, you'll be, you'll, you'll be sick of me <laughs> is, is, by, by the time it's all said and done. But these are things that I, you know, the, the, this, this, is my, this is my Achilles heel. These are the things that I'm not good at. 
I can sit at home and write all day long and create till the cows come home. But then I, you know, everybody's got a, a you know, what's, what do you let for me? It's the, the next step, you know? So I need to get better at the next step. Yeah. It's, and I don't think it's going to be that big of a step. It's just understanding some of the business aspect of, of professional speaking. Well, that's a huge step. It, but I, I think I think the learning curve is going to be quicker than you anticipate. Let's hope because yeah. I'm sixty. You're sixty. Someone someone told me, "Hey Pete, that 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 runway is getting shorter. You got less less room to take off." Like, oh, thanks, I appreciate. Well, that. I remember I remember <laughs> I went to one of those. Uh, the, the, aside from the, the the initial meeting where I saw you, I went to one of those workshops. Paid to speak. Uh, paid to speak workshops. Yeah. And I remember the guy saying, you know, whatever you're doing now, you'll 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 have this. You'll probably have it nailed down in ten years. I go ten years. <laughs> no, I don't have ten years. Well, yeah, but then again, you've had more in the public eye. You right. much more versus some people who have been in the corporate world or who are authors are trying to I, do. This. I like to think. Of, I like to think of the time I've spent in in broadcasting and podcasting and stand up and so forth. I what is it when you when you. Uh, you get college credit when you go yeah. back to school for <laughs> yeah. life experience. Yeah. Yeah. I like to think that I've accumulated, you know, at least five to seven years on that 10 year plan that he was talking about that, that, that I could put into play. <laughs> yeah. I think you're at a master's degree level. Just waiting to get to, <laughs> just waiting to, get to the PhD. Yeah, that's all you got to do. All. Just, just a PhD. Cause you're comfortable for audiences. Uh, clearly. I would just, Hey, just give me the, just give me the, the bachelor's at this point. <laughs> that would make my mother happy. Cause I never, I never graduated from college. So, you know, that was always a <laughs> Sore spot with her. Thank God the queen did. Oh yeah, it's the good child. The good child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the good child. Well, it, it's great catching up. It's, it's great having you on the podcast. It's, it's been a pleasure, man. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And like I, like I told you this morning, I, I've known you for a while, but not. But I learned a lot about you this morning doing the research. And, and some of it we touched on, some of it we haven't. I'll say that for the I next time. Save for the next time. I when you said I did some research, and I go, I was like, I I told you what? What would you would you find? Because I, I I don't pay any attention. Attention to that stuff. I mean, you you got the, you got a number of movie credits. You, you've the the part. You know, I saw that you acted in what was the one I was mentioning? The one, oh, bottom feeders. Oh, the, oh, the and, 90s crime epic, the Quentin Tarantino like movie that wasn't. And, and but there's a there's a big name actor in that. John movie. Saxon. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and then when yeah. I was digging around, I was like, whoa. He's co-produced on a number of things. Yeah, uh, then I find out that you got your own production company. Right. And and the 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 one that. Um, in 2017, I can't remember, the, we were just talking about the movie. It's on Amazon. The one right now? Yeah, yeah. The street where we live? Yeah, that was yeah. filmed in Columbus. Oh, yeah. Most of it in Clintonville. Yeah. Clintonville. Easton. Uh, uh, no, that was our. That was the very first short film I did. I did The Funny Man. That's Yeah, that's right. The, the Funny, Funny Man. Yeah, yeah, that, a, that, that was in Easton. That, yeah. was, that was guerrilla filmmaking at its best because yeah. we shot at Easton at nighttime after yeah. it was closed down. Yeah. The fountain scene. Yeah. Uh, wow, yeah. that was forever ago too. Yeah, but yeah, that, that was filmed here in Central Ohio. Oh yeah, so. but uh, the street where we live was filmed mostly in the Clintonville, Grandview, and Upper Arlington area. And the factory that opens up the film was shot on the west side. Uh, and uh, that factory is closed since then, which is kind of ironic <laughs> because this is about you know a film that takes place at the height of the recession when when everything started to go south. Yeah. And that whole, you know, I'm two paychecks away from being out on the street. Right. And that's what happens yeah. is to this mom and her single mom and her kids. Yeah. So, I, I, I'm gonna, I will give that a watch tonight uh, as well as the episode with your mom. And uh, everybody says, when are you going to write something funny for the screen? And it's like, funny's harder. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, I do the uh, uh, selective listening. Mm-hmm. That's funny. It is funny. I mean, you had me in tears when you were telling but me. But is it a whole movie? No. no it's, it's a scene in a movie. It's a, yeah. Build, you can build around that. Yeah. So you got to well, start you could, somewhere. You could take, I mean, you could take your whole life story and mm. build as this... And that be that be the part of it, or you? Or I you, need to contact Ted Sarandis at Netflix and pitch it to him. There you go. And give then, him a call. Yeah, yeah, just give him a buzz. Just give him a buzz. His family's from Hios. That's close. Well, that's close. It's, yeah, in, right? it's in Greece. He's Greek. <laughs> you know, there's Greeks everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll pitch. I'll pitch that to him as either a drama or a comedy, whatever you want. Either one of them, both. Cool. All right, man. I'm Thanks, taking man. up enough of your time. Oh, no. No, it's, it's, it's Monday. I, I think I'm going to take a nap now. <laughs> yeah, see? Yeah. 42 minutes. 42 minutes. <laughs> Thanks, Daniel. Thank you, Peter. I would like to thank Dino for his time and sharing his wisdom, stories, and humor with us. I hope you all take time and reflect on we are the sum of our experiences. How will you begin to change your mindset and let go of that past baggage that holds you back? This does not happen overnight, and you have to work on it every single day. Thank you for listening, and if you're enjoying the podcast, please take a moment and leave a review on iTunes or whatever platform you download your podcast from. Also, please subscribe and share this episode with a friend. Make today and every day your best day. Like what you just heard, visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.